Well, welcome everyone, and thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso. I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Thanks for jumping on board with us today. It's important because from news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it seems like everyone has an idea of how we should think, live, and make decisions. And when even the experts sound convincing, but they disagree, how do we cut through the noise? When information overload leaves us frustrated, how do we sift through it all and choose what governs our lives? Well, our leadership at Grace here has been processing and praying about those things, and we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. So that's what brings us here today. Jeff, how's it going? Good. I'm <laughs> I'm laughing because our uh, tech producer, Kyle, is <laughs> be, <laughs> being ridiculous. And he just made a statement that's very true. He said, me being funny is how I kept my job, and there's never been a truer statement in the world. <laughs> oh, man. I don't want to go through the list of reasons why I've kept my job, because none of them have a lot of yeah. value. But. Well, Kyle makes me laugh, and you help me move things. Yes. So <laughs> the real reasons were all around. That's, That's awesome. Right. Well, Jeff, uh, there was uh, a debate last night here oh, in boy. Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. And that brings us to the end of our episode. (laughs) This will be the easiest way to do this podcast every week is just to end it after the topic is introduced. Yeah. Um, Nothing divides quite like politics, right? I mean, wow. I don't even know how to respectfully describe what we witnessed last night. You know, the the respect thing was interesting to me because, um, unfortunately, I'm not sure we had an exchange of ideas or even political positions. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we had two groups of people who are extremely angry at each other vent that anger basically back and forth last night. Yeah. And and uh, somebody, uh, I was talking to somebody about this, and, and she said to me, she said, they were so disrespectful to each other. And I actually said, I felt like they were disrespectful to us. Mm-hmm. Like as a, as a person that's trying to think about how to vote and to think about the future of my country and our our society with all of the political and the societal, I'm gonna say it that way, societal issues on the table. Um, to have that come from uh, our leadership was very disappointing to me. Yep. Um, regard, I'm not even talking about their different answers at this point, right. but I'm like, our, our lives wind up being in the mix. Yep. And the lives of our children and grandchildren wind up being in the mix. And um, you guys not being able to talk to, with each other and give us a clear understanding of where you're going was, was frustrating. So I, I, I think, ironically, <laughs> what was fascinating about the debate is the Republicans and the Democrats came out unified saying, we don't like that. You know, <laughs> right. so like, I, I, like both sides are like, we don't feel good about what our guy did, right? And and how he carried himself, and I'm like, I'm like, right, that that was, that is just not the way that that we are to interact, and right. we are interact politically, that we would interact personally, mm-hmm. and so when we see that, if we saw that between a mom and a dad. We would say, well, no wonder the family's dysfunctional, right? Right. If we saw that between a boss and an employee, right, we'd say, well, no wonder this company's dysfunctional. And we see that at the highest levels of our political leadership, and we're like, well, no wonder, you mm-hmm. know. It, and and it it is indicative of our culture, but 
90% of our culture is not like that. Right. Like it personally, we can sit down and talk to each other. One neighbor can be pro Biden. One neighbor can be pro Trump and they can get along just fine Mm -hmm. uh, in that process. So I, it was, it was disappointing, uh, to me as a, as a leader, I would look at that as a, as a bad example of leadership. And then it was kind of disappointing to me as an American who's uh, concerned about, I'm not concerned about our nationalism, I'm concerned about our culture mm-hmm. and where we're going and where we're broken and where we could be healthy. And I'm concerned about my kids. I want them to have a bright future and to enjoy some of the things that I've enjoyed at, you know, throughout my life because of the country we live in. I'm like this is just not the way right that we want to go through this yeah i feel like so much of the conversation right now is swirling around why you're incorrect or why you shouldn't even be at the table as opposed to actually having a dialogue about anything about solutions or resolutions or plans and we know back to an elementary school teacher sitting us down on the playground that's not how you handle yeah. differing opinions and so and 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 it's this is where it's oddly unifying if you were a Democrat and you came to me and said President Trump did not conduct himself in a in a, a way that I respect and like, I would say I agree with you. Mm-hmm. If you were a Republican and you came to me and said Joe Vice President Biden did not conduct himself, I'd be like, I agree with you too, mm-hmm. yep. right? And, and I'm like that that is not what we want, what we're looking for. And and what's what was fascinating about it is. I'm not sure I know what the positions are on the issues. No, <laughs> I know where they are personally, right? You know, but w- what they feel about each other, and I know that President Trump off- often feels attacked and put down, and I, I know that uh, Joe Biden feels like that President Trump is not honest and doesn't have the integrity that he thinks he should. So, like, I know that stuff. Yep. But I'm like, so what are we going to do with? education Mm -hmm. and the economy. (laughs) I don't know what's what's happening with it. And of course, there's always the danger, and we talked about this about a month or so ago, there's always the danger that you assume your faith lines up with one of them. That's huge. You know, I I heard a Christian leader recently say, uh, he's so red, he's so blue, it's amazing how Jesus agrees with you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and just this idea that like, you sit where you sit politically, and then you can start to try to build a case for, well, Jesus must agree with this, C, C, C. Right. And, um, and, and somewhat ironically, some of those passages are used by both parties, you know, to argue that for Jesus' side there. And I think, Jeff, that, you know, for the rest of our content here, that's probably what we're going to dive into is as a Christ follower, I would assume most folks watching this, listening to this are... Uh, people that are interested in um, in what Jesus has to say and what the Bible has to say, or even what Grace Church, you guys and Jeff, you have to say. Um, how do we put this in a context where we can actually faithfully align ourselves with what Christ wants and not necessarily just our political leanings? Yeah. The, I, I was just looking for this quote. I thought it was great. I wrote it down earlier. Tony Evans said, uh, Jesus didn't come to take sides; he came to take over. <laughs> and I think, as a Christ follower, that that's how I think I can objectively look at the debate and even political positions. 
is I'm going to pull back from that and not be a Republican, not be a Democrat. I'm going to be a follower of Christ. I'm going to ask myself, um, where would Jesus be in all of this? And that can turn into an argument, mm-hmm. right? And I think I, I love that your little rhyme there. It's like if if you can put Jesus in a box, then you don't understand him. Mm-hmm. So it can be an argument. But I want to be thoughtful and even prayerful about that, and I want to come out with a point of view that is crafted by Christ. Mm-hmm. It's not crafted by the culture, and it's not um, it's not crafted by even the the politics or the issues of the day. It's it's above all of that. If a godless person is giving you a solution to a social issue and you accept that you haven't investigated that through the lens of christ (laughs) right right and so um that that's where i'm going to be and then as a as a christian as a christ follower it takes kind of that pressure off of me a little bit i don't really care who won the debate last night right i care about whether christ's uh, heart and mind is being advanced in my culture or not and, and the, the places that I have the ability to impact that, the voting booth would be one of those, then I want to go into that voting booth and I want to I impact that. Yep. Um, but if all of that, if I'm taking an, if I'm looking at my neighbor, if you and I, Joe, are, we're friends, obviously, and, and uh, if I came to you and I allowed tax policy to blow up 15 years of friendship, something's wrong with me, Some, there's nothing wrong with the tax policy. Right. Right? And I, and I feel like that as Christ followers, this is where we, we get sucked in. Uh, our president is not our pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, all of their faiths and commitment to their faith you could be suspect or questioned with it, right? So we don't hold them to that standards. But I am uh-huh. a representation of Christ to the people in my life. And, and I think what probably uh, pains my heart the most is that what we saw on television last night is what we're seeing in dorm rooms, it's what we're seeing in dining room tables. As the decorum of respectful disagreement has broken down, I don't know if that decorum has broken down from the bottom up or the up down, but it's gone. And now relationships are being broken inside the church Mm -hmm. because we disagree politically with a party that Jesus wouldn't agree with either, whether Republican or Democrat or Libertarian or the Green Party or Kanye. The Whigs. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say Kanye. (laughs) Even Kanye can't, yep. right? No, nope. yeah, it's. Um, I I heard another leader because you know I think like many of us we've been listening to different things. They said, if you would confess this phrase that I don't understand how anyone can believe that, you know, and I think that that type of phrase rolls through a lot of our brains from time to time. But he said, pay attention to the beginning of your phrase there. He says, I don't understand. It's like pause there <laughs> because yeah. if you don't understand how the person across from the table can land where they've landed, your actual confession isn't be- – so they must be a moron. It's that 
you don't understand where they're coming from. Yeah. Um, and so how can we become people that are willing to listen and have those conversations and uh, are willing to kind of dive in with each other? Because there's, like you said, there's more important things in life than tax policy or fill in your political landmine. And so how can we navigate uh, that type of life together? You know, I, I, I think a big part of it is we have to humble down. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just talking yesterday, or I guess it was this morning, actually, with Pastor Dan Gregory, a pastor of our Norton campus, and, and uh, we were talking about a situation, and uh, he, he reminded me of Paul and Barnabas. You know, Paul and Barnabas uh, parted ways because they were not seeing eye to eye. Yep. But we would celebrate Paul's commitment and love and proclamation of Christ, and we would celebrate Barnabas' commitment, love, and proclamation of Christ. But they couldn't see, they couldn't agree on how to approach a situation together. And there are times when, when we have to look at each other and say, um, "You're a Republican, I'm a Democrat. Let's not talk politics," because. Usually when we say, I don't understand how you can believe that, what we're actually saying is, I won't understand. Mm -hmm. And if I've already made my mind up and you're not changing me, then I'm not going to have that conversation with you because it's, we're only going to get upset and angry with each other. If you're, if you're trying to convince me to be a Michigan fan, right, this, that conversation is a complete waste of time. <laughs> right. And if in our relationship needs to be greater than that earthly position, it doesn't matter yep. if that's right or wrong. And this is Jesus would even talk about this idea of that we don't cast our pearls before swine. We don't we don't waste an opportunity on people who do not want to engage that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I think that this can expand out of po- political issues even to moral issues. So we talk about uh, life issues, abortion, euthanasia, et cetera. When we talk about uh, sexual identity issues, um, transgenderism, all those kind of things, like that's where if the heart is hard and the mind is hard, all I'm doing is kicking you in the relational face. Right. Right? And Jesus would say, yeah, just don't. Like loving your enemy, it does not mean changing their mind. Right. So I love you. My gentleness and my respect speaks to that love for you. If you ever open your heart and your mind, I'm here for you. But you're not changing my mind, and I'm not changing your mind. It, w- it was interesting. I was watching some of the commentary after the debate last night, and what they kind of universally said was um, everybody who already liked their candidate got some semblance of what they wanted. Right, the the one side wanted the president to yell at the vice president, and the other side wanted the vice president to tell off the president. Yep. And they're like, and you probably didn't change anybody's mind. And the one lady uh, commentator, she said, she goes, and if you were looking for answers to complicated problems, you probably don't even know what they were talking about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, that happens between fathers and sons, mm-hmm. and husbands and wives, and brothers and sisters, and roommates and friends. Yep. Right, and so I think humbling down. Uh, Jesus, John seventeen, prayed for the unity of the church. You're, you're elevating. Like we can be, if we disagree on tax policy, we still agree on ninety nine percent of who Jesus is mm-hmm. and what He's called us to do. Yep. 
That was Paul and Barnabas. They didn't disagree about Jesus. They didn't disagree about doctrine or theology or the Word of God. They disagreed about how to approach a situation. Paul was known to be very hard-charging, and Barnabas was known to be very relationally driven. Mm -hmm. And they're like, hey, before we go to war, how about I just go handle this and you let me do it? Yep. Yeah. Right? But, but the, it was not this disagreement or relational rift. Mm -mm. It was a, uh, almost a body of Christ thing. Mm -hmm. You know, this is, this is a, a job for the foot, not a job for the eye. Just yep. let's, agree, let's agree to do it that way. Yeah, one of the things um, that you've said often that I always love is when Jesus is praying for unity, he's not praying for uniformity. Right. It's it's the ability to work together to see kind of above the 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 earthly plane of kind of what we're doing and to say no at the at the end of the day and to kind of use political language I serve the king of kings in his kingdom. Yep. Not at the the behest of well, that's a weird word but uh, behest. At, at, yeah. <laughs> Every uh, once in a while, I prove that I read a book sometime in my life, <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, not, you know, kind of at the pleasure of the president, so to speak. Like, I'll be a faithful citizen, but at the end of the day, I'm I'm for Christ, and I and I do what he's asked, and, and I, I want to live for that unity, like you were saying. And for Christ, I, I'll say something here. I'll probably get in trouble for this, but uh, I'm going to say it anyways. So I'll say this. If your view completely aligns with the view of your political party, you're not drawing your view from Christ. And I'll say another thing that'll get me in more trouble. If your view on morality completely aligns with a political party or a cultural position, you're not drawing your view from Christ. Mm -hmm. I'll say something else, because now I'm on a roll. Uh, if your view on generosity if your view on servanthood, if your view on love, yep, right. So we we are not supposed to fit in. Yep. And 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 this is why when we're all fired up about politics or uh, issues of morality, sexuality, those kind of things. If your view of sexuality is just like a godless person's view of sexuality, you did not draw that view from Christ. Right. And when a godless person tells you to go into God's word and you're just reading it wrong, come on. If, if you flip that script and said, oh, you know what the problem is? You just don't understand what you're reading. You should just read it differently. It would blow up. So we, we live above all of that. We live apart from it. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't abandon it. It's no. not that we don't speak into it. it it's that... Um, I went to bed last night. My blood pressure was high because you're just sitting in a room full of tension, you know. Yep. And I went to bed like mostly sad and mostly frustrated and mm -hmm. mostly feeling disrespected. Mm -hmm. I gave you an hour and a half of my time and you screamed at each other. Right. Right. And But I didn't go away panicked that the country's going to collapse or excited that my guy got his blows in, Right. Because I don't, I would never, I don't care, mm -hmm. right? Not, not at my core conviction. I would believe that God raises up and tears down kingdoms, and therefore the election is kind of out of my control anyways. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not going to be passive. I'll vote. Sure. But 
you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like we we should not be in any of those systems. And I would kind of challenge our our viewers and listeners that that if you're just lined up, if you're like I'm a hard line, I'm like mm, you shouldn't be a hard line anything. A- as a Christ follower, doesn't mean you're wishy washy. It means that you don't. We are not supposed to fit on those lines. Right. Yeah, it's so important that. We go to the scriptures, and I know that two pastors sitting down on a, on a church podcast is like, of course you guys would say this, but my goodness, if you're not going to the heart of Christ, if you're not diving into the Gospels and, and especially the New Testament teachings, and I say it that way, I know you would say it this way too, because that's where you start to see the fulfillment of the law. Yeah. Like if, you, if you're not drawing your understandings and your worldview from Jesus in those ways— then you, the only way you could be forming them is from all the ways that you just talked about. <laughs> and, and what happens if you don't build your worldview from Christ out? You'll build it from you'll build your view of Jesus from outside in. Yeah. So Jesus is a Republican. Mm-hmm. The only reason you would say that is because you haven't started with Jesus. Right. Jesus is a Democrat. Jesus. Jesus would back this policy. Jesus would back that policy. Jesus would be mute. Mm-hmm. He didn't enter the political realm, despite what some authors try, have tried to say, especially about 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. There was a slew of books. He was not in a political realm. He disrupted it all because he would not fit, mm-hmm. right? And so he specifically says, he says, if you're of this world, the Father is not in you. If you love the things of this world, the Father's love is not in you. Like, he he was not a disruptor because he came in and said, let's blow up the Republican Party, let's blow up the Democratic Party. He was a disruptor because they wanted him to play ball and he refused to play ball on either side. Yep. So even the idea that the church is a given vote, (laughs) right? The church somehow belongs with the Republicans. I'm like, not me. I mean, I don't know what church you go to, but like, I'm like, that, that's not the way that I think. I'm not a given on either side. Now, in our system, we have to go pick one. <laughs> right. I, I'm really thinking about doing a write-in thing, but, but, the, <laughs> but we have to go pick one. So I get all of that. I'm talking about what drives us and motivates us and then how that plays out in our relationships with the world around us. Yeah, and what's fun about Jesus' prayer, you hinted at it in John 17, that he, Jesus prays for unity, not uniformity, all those things, but it's not even just so that we'll kumbaya together. Like, it's so that the world will believe right. that, he, that the God the Father has sent Jesus as the crux of life and salvation. Like, that's why. And, and so it's like, well, why would we want to be unified? Because that other party is blowing things up, and these people over here are morons. And so why would we want to be unified? Because we're it's... the hope of the world. <laughs> the, the, the political system isn't the hope of the world. No, it's not. I, I, Thank goodness. I, I go back. I, I, can't, I can't imagine anybody walking away super proud of their guy last night. Mm-hmm. Right? So the political system isn't the hope of the world. Obviously, the economic system isn't the hope of the world. Right. The cultural system isn't the hope of the world. Well, if you're a Christian, you got to be a Republican. Well, what about the Christians in Brazil and Argentina? Right. And Africa. Right. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. You know, or if you're if you can't you can't possibly be a Christian and support President Trump. I'm like, well, what about the Christians in Canada? 
and Ecuador. And there's all there's most Christians don't support Joe Biden or Donald Trump. They don't live here. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So it it's a huge thing, and and I th- I think that we have to be like disciplined mm-hmm. in our mind and in our thoughts. I don't think we have to be snarky. I don't think we have to be jerks. I don't think we have to be apolitical. I think we can have political opinions, yep. and I think we can function and lead and serve in the political world. I'm grateful that godly people run for office, right? So that's all fine. We're not defined by it. right? And if I'm blowing up relationships that are real, because my relationship with the president isn't real. right? He's a figure, mm-hmm. right? So you pull... Trump out, put Biden in, you pull Biden out, put Obama back in. I'm mad at all, right? And so it doesn't, but my 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 uh, relationship with my daughter, mm-hmm. my son who disagrees with me politically, my spouse, my friend, that's real. Mm-hmm. And and that is of more value than winning an, winning an argument like this. Absolutely. Jeff, we have values here at Grace Church. And as you were just saying all of that, the one that is ringing so loudly in my ears is that we do hard things. Yep, we do hard things. Um, because I, my guess is, because I'm, I'm listening to this in real time, <laughs> that you're like, man, this is going to be hard. I, I have some stubborn people in my life. I'm feeling stubborn right now. Whatever it might be, like Jeff, how would you encourage people that are kind of sitting there feeling almost defeated? Like, yeah, I think I agree with you, but oh my gosh, what am I supposed to do? It's so hard. Love, love is not a default position. It's a primary driver and love is difficult. And so I have to love the people in my life more than the cultural system God put me in. So I, my love for you is more important than my love for a Republican or a Democrat policy my love for you is more important than the longings of my body. Yeah. My love for you is more important than my own opinions. My love for you is more important than the the opinions of pop culture, right? So the wor- the hardest thing that we do as a Christ follower is not purify our lives. The hardest thing we do as a Christ follower is love our neighbor yeah. as ourselves. And so much so that Christ through the Holy Spirit has to empower us to do that. So I, I, I understand when there's a political fight, especially if I feel like somebody's being dishonest or somebody's being feeded un, treated unfairly. I'm, a, I'm the kid that would fight the bully for the wimp. Sure. Wimpy yep. kid, right? So I, I understand all of that. I have to keep myself anchored in Christ, and, and it decompresses my relationships and if my friend even my enemy does not agree with me and I vehemently disagree with them I the calling is to love them yeah right and that the reason we don't need to argue is because 99% of the time they already know my side of the conversation Mm-hmm. So we're accomplishing nothing. Yep. The, the person who wants to know asks. And you have, a, you have an honest dialogue, which, by the way, I think is most people. Mm-hmm. The person yelling at you, you yelling back, 
literally makes zero difference. Their their head, their heart, their ears are all closed. And if you're sitting there screaming at them, yours probably is too. Absolutely. Well, um, there's a lot of practical stuff here. Definitely a lot of heart stuff here, Jeff. Um, I think this is one of those moments where we need to be praying for each other. Yeah. Because um, it's not easy, as we just discussed, to, to love one another. But that is the call. That is what changes things. And that's why Christ did what he did, lived the way that he lived, died the way that he died, and why he resurrected was to empower us to be able to live that way. Well, thanks for jumping in with this on this resource. I'm excited that we can connect over times like this and continue to kind of recenter each other um, as we kind of navigate all these things that come our way. If you would like to submit questions, you can always do that through our website, bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. And of course, you can always subscribe, follow, or even send us direct messages and engage with some of our leadership here at the church and navigate these things in real time as well. Feel free to join us on the weekend. We'd love to have you if you're in town at one of our services in in person, uh, or you can always join us online as well. All of our times and availability are on our website or our app. And of course, uh, we would just love to help you continue in your growth and pursuit of Jesus individually, personally. And so that's what we can be the church for. Thanks for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.